Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. We are up to episode 15, which means 15 weeks of me talking hormones and female health and periods and women's business, as the Aboriginals call it. And I hope you've been enjoying it all for the last 15 weeks, if you've been following me for the last 15 weeks, or if you're new to the podcast over the last few weeks and you haven't got to the original episodes or anything like that. For anyone who is new, I'm here talking all things female health and wellness and I go through loads of different topics from periods and endometriosis, PCOS, my own history with certain illnesses and also life in general and sex and history of female health and traditions and what not. Basically I'm a bit of a hippie at heart and being a herbalist I love the magic of how everything works in synchronicity. Our bodies work in synchronicity. Herbs work in synchronicity. Life works best when everything synchronizes and I feel that although we need, yes, we need science. And as a herbalist, I love science because science backs up everything around herbal medicine. And science teaches us how the body works and it teaches us how we can help ourselves. And then through studying herbal medicine, I have found that we are one, as in we're mind, body and spirit, we're not just an illness. So when people come to me with a certain condition or a certain illness, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at their emotional state, I'm looking at their physical state, I'm looking at their spiritual state, like everything is all connected. And even certain illnesses are coming out through suppressed emotions and I've seen that a lot in the clinic. But that brings me on to this week's topic, which is mood swings and PMS. And you're not crazy. It's just your luteal phase. And the reason I'm talking about herbs and synchronicity and mind, body, spirit is because it is all connected. We are all three of those things. And when one of those things is off, something else will will go off as well. It's like a domino effect. But I find that if we can look at ourselves internally and reflect on ourselves, we tend to get a lot of aha moments. And even I, this week, had an aha moment. Like, so this week, I'm going to get all sciencey, a bit witchy, and a bit personal, because that's me. I apparently don't have a filter when it comes to my personal life. Uh, which I used to think I did, but I obviously don't. 
but yeah to be honest like the last few days I've had my brain has been all over the shop I've had my own foggy brain like lack of concentration lack of that oomph that get up and go and I've been up and down and in and out and loop-de-loop and everything and to be honest I thought to myself at one stage I'm actually going crazy what is going on I couldn't figure out what was happening and then last night like I went out the back and did a little bit of grounding and looked up and realized ah the moon is waxing <laughs> which means it's about to be full on the 18th so in three days time and that means that I'm right smack bang in my luteal phase like obviously I track my period but there are times when because days and weeks they're all just rolling into one at this stage time is going so fast but I know by the moon when my period is due because I've I have synced with the full moon which is fantastic it's phenomenal I love that I've synced with the full moon but the thing is about syncing with the full moon is that it's actually backwards I shouldn't be synced with the full moon I should be synced with the new moon well no I take that back there is no shoulds or shouldn'ts every woman's cycle is different but traditionally or should I say in moon tradition like the waxing moon's energy it's all about that get up and go and what you put your energy into during this time will thrive like your business meetings saving money relationships be it platonic or romantic like the waxing the waxing moon's energy will fuel your actions so whatever you're focusing on that will help increase its fruition but the problem with this is well for me is that it's in complete contradiction of where I am on my cycle at the moment so I'm in my luteal phase now historically before electricity women's cycles were synced around the moon due to light and we would ovulate at the full moon due to the extra light so the pineal gland would be triggered from the light of the full moon and it sends messages to the ovaries to release an egg and then shed the lining of the womb or have your bleed at the new moon now the energy of the new moon is mysterious and curious and reflective and we journey into our shadow side here and we connect in with our intuition and traditionally that's where we should have our luteal phase and they both connect because with our luteal phase that's where we turn inward and that's where we reflect now, just because your cycle doesn't sync up with the moon, either around the new moon or the full moon, and that doesn't mean anything is wrong. It's just living in the world of bright lights everywhere in cities. It's, it's hard for the pineal gland to actually send the proper messages, but it's still fine and it's okay. And also because of hormonal contraceptions and things. So why am I talking about the moon and our periods in the luteal phase? Well, because they are all connected for me this week I'm conflicted between what I have to do like work-wise in life in general trying to stay on top of so many different factors and like I'm like get up go work do things but then I'm also feeling reflective and more in tune with my emotions and more aware of what's going on for me emotionally and spiritually and trying to listen to my gut 
Now, these two aspects, they're in a complete conflict with each other. When I say the two aspects, I mean the full moon and the luteal phase. So what have I done? Last night, I just had to give myself permission to just take a night off. Like I, I was sitting staring at pages and pages and pages and nothing was going in and I was trying to write stuff and nothing was going down and nothing would come out. I spent an hour and a half staring at a wall. So I was like, that's it, that's fine. I'm emotionally in a reflective state right now. I am not in a creative state just yet. So I gave myself permission to take a night off and to sit with my thoughts and my emotions. And once I gave myself that permission, I knew the tasks ahead, they wouldn't be as such a big deal in my head today. And they weren't. Because we put so much pressure on ourselves sometimes that we, when we have, when we have to, like that, that saying, I have to do something, or I should do this, or I should do that, it completely takes away from our creative aspects. So if you're not feeling something, give yourself permission to just say no or say, I will do it at this time, but for right now, I just need to be with me. And that's okay. It's when we tend to do that over and over and over again, that's when a problem starts. But every now and then when you listen and when you tune in with your body, you know what's really right for you. But anyway, what is your luteal phase? Now, this is the phase right after ovulation. Now, as I said in the beginning, I'm going to go a bit sciencey, a bit witchy and a bit personal. I'm heading into the science part here, so bear with me. But this is the phase right after ovulation and estrogen levels peak right before ovulation, signaling, signaling to the hypothalamus gland to release the luteinizing hormone. Now, the surge in this hormone triggers the release of a mature egg from the ovaries or one of the ovaries, or both of the ovaries, depending on what's going on internally, individually for yourself. Now, the space that is left in the ovary after the egg is released, because the egg, it will pop out of the follicle. Um, so this space fills with blood and specialized cells to form like a dense mass on the ovary called the corpus luteum. Now, the corpus luteum is where... This is now where both estrogen and progesterone are formed for the second half of your cycle. And high levels of estrogen and progesterone, now high balanced levels of estrogen and progesterone are needed to, <clears throat> excuse me, they're needed to support fertilization of an egg. If the egg isn't fertilized, the corpus luteum breaks down and it'll be excreted through menstruation and when menstruation occurs. But then rapid drop in estrogen and progesterone levels will signal to the hypothalamus to start the menstrual process all over again. But this is where the balancing act is coming into play when it comes to your mood swings and everything. Your Say your PMS mood swings right before your period. So like physiologically, what is actually happening to our moods here? So like 75% of PMS sufferers fall into the PMS category of high estrogen and low progesterone levels. And this is caused by loads of different factors like stress, contraception, con bleh, excuse me, contraceptions, endocrine disruptors, xenoestrogens, like the likes of food or plastics. And it's actually known as estrogen dominance. 
So too much estrogen can actually increase copper levels in the body and too much copper depletes the body stores of zinc. Now, low zinc is associated with low mood and depression. Then there's other factors like your thyroid function. Like your thyroid function can be impaired by too much estrogen. Like more and more women that I'm seeing in the clinic are presenting with thyroid problems and symptoms. And one, they either haven't been tested for their thyroid function or two, they have been tested, but they're told they're within the normal range. When I see the results, I see that yes, they are in the normal range, but they're not smack bang in the normal range. There is actually something going on, be it with their TSH or their T4 levels. And that's causing problems as well. Now, if what I would actually recommend is that if you are suffering with like undiagnosed fertility issues, like you haven't been able to conceive for over a year and they're like there's nothing showing up like say endometriosis or PCOS or something like that I'd be going getting your thyroid checked and even if they say it's fine just ask them is it like smack bang in the middle or what's going on do you think I'm on the way of something happening like these things or blood results are, are signs of if something is about to happen like there will be a a pattern should I say if you're getting regular blood tests done and if levels are dropping in certain areas or if they're peaking in areas so just go and get that checked. Like you may not be in the red stage, but you could be on the lower end of the normal. And thyroid imbalances cause severe mood changes. But again, this could be down to high levels of estrogen because estrogen does have an effect on your thyroid function, like too much estrogen does. And it also has an effect, a knock-on effect everywhere else in the body too. And it causes severe mood swings among many other symptoms like your sore boobs, your bloating, your weepiness, your irritability, loads of different factors. And when it comes to the mood, it is the Eastern that is making you go from happy one minute to sad, to angry, to erratic, to like rage-filled outbursts. These are all signs of high levels of estrogen in the body. And in the luteal phase, we're meant to have that balanced drop in both estrogen and progesterone if an egg hasn't been fertilized. But for women who actually have estrogen dominance, it's not the case. Yes, the estrogen and progesterone are dropping, but when you have estrogen dominance, there's still excess estrogen floating around the body and causing a lot of these problems. And you're, you're left with all the symptoms that I've just mentioned. But why is that? Why are we left with all this excess estrogen? <laughs> I just keep going back to that. Why is that? So it's another, why is that? <laughs> well, we're all onions. There is layers to us. <laughs> like, there is always an underlying problem for something. There's always a root cause of something. And it's different for everybody. Everybody's body is different. And just like I've gone there before, I'm going to go there again. But a lot of the time, now not all of the time, but a lot of the time, it's down to liver function. The liver can't excrete the amount of excess estrogen in the body because the estrogen receptors are grabbing onto xenoestrogens. So they're your, your fake estrogens coming from the likes of plastics and 
sprays and endocrine disruptors and even makeup and things. And then they're returning them back into the bloodstream. Now, the liver is under too much stress to excrete it all because it's struggling with excreting all of the other toxins as well. Like a lot of people say, I remember being back in college and one of my biomed lecturers, he was a postgrad lecturer in the college and he was teaching us about bodily functions and all the different systems and he got it came to the liver and his view on it was the liver detoxes that's its job that's what it does there's no problem with livers from external sources and I remember looking at him and being like but if you have excess problems and excess toxins coming into the body due to environmental and external factors do you not think that that plays a role he said he couldn't say for certain but the liver's function is there to detox the body naturally and he's right that is the liver's function is to detox the body naturally as well as your kidneys and other or other organs should i say but because of the world that we're living in now and because of how highly medicated we are, be it through contraceptive pills, through antibiotics, loads of different factors, it, the liver isn't actually able to function as well as it's meant to. And as well, looking at like our food sources and how our foods aren't actually clean foods, there's a lot of contamination with them, unfortunately. But these factors do play a role in our liver function and our liver health and that's why I always go back to the liver because if you have too many toxins going through the body now I'm not telling you to go out on a, a liver cleanse or a detox or anything like that because personally I don't actually believe in detoxes and different cleanses I think they're all very harsh I think gentle ones where you bring in whole natural foods bring the body back to a place of balance is very good. Now, this is for the average person. If somebody is suffering with a severe condition and they really want to kickstart the body's natural healing mechanism, then maybe, but it needs to be done under extreme supervision with somebody who's highly qualified and educated on what they're doing. But you see a lot of detoxes and everything out there being advertised. And to be honest, it's all down to the, the weight loss industry like the quick fix these things don't work I myself have held online detox programs but the main thing on that detox program was getting people back to eating healthy food eating real food there wasn't anything cut out there was a little bit of dairy cut not cut out it was reduced and to reduce wheat and that's because to help the body's natural detoxification pathways just to cut out as much processed food as you possibly could over a four-week period and yes I gave herbal teas those herbal teas were to support the body's natural detoxification pathways but it was all done with good nourishing food there was this thing of star starvation and taking so many calories out and telling people to survive on teas and shakes and things like that they don't work they're and they're not actually helping the liver if anything you're overloading your body then with more stuff 
So what I would say to people is, yes, detoxing, your, your liver will detox naturally, but sometimes it does need a little bit of help. But that little bit of help is down to the likes of eating your leafy greens, making sure you're not deficient in any vitamins and minerals, flushing your body, drinking lots of water and lemon water in particular, because that will help liver function. But it's not about going on any extreme craziness. It's about balance. And once you bring your body back into balance, it may take a little bit of time, may take up to four months. But once it's back in balance, you'll see the benefits. Just not with these one week, two week, shake, diets, detoxes. It's not actually helping the liver. Anyway, that's the rant over. Sorry about that. But it is like I've always talked about when it comes to the liver, it's the liver that will excrete the excess hormones out of the body. But if the liver is under too much stress, and if it is struggling a bit, you'll find you'll be really irritable and irrational and moody. All these things are indicators that there's something going on internally. And usually it's your liver letting you know it needs that little bit of help. But going back to the energetic side of things, linking up the physiological and heart science and the liver and everything like that and matching that up with our emotional and spiritual aspects of our luteal phase they all tie in together so our bodies minds emotions like I said before they're not separate entities they're all connected and they work synergistically but it's trying to learn the difference between a burst of rage purely from a stagnated liver to an actual part or aspect of yourself that's trying to let you know something or a part or aspect of yourself that you're actually trying to cover up or suppress. In the first half of our month, or say our monthly cycles, it's easier to cover up and suppress emotional and spiritual issues that we're having within ourselves because in the first half of our month we are in that let's get up and go let's get everything working you're gung-ho ahead looking you're so productive and creative the first half of your month is a great time of the month to get crap done but the second half of the month not so much that's the time when as much as we want to hide certain aspects and emotions that are bothering us our bodies won't let us, and that's in the luteal phase. Connecting in with yourself at this time is really, really important. And listening to that inner voice and what it is that your soul is crying out for, it's crucial during the luteal phase. And it's it's when we get the messages from our subconscious. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, the hay fever has got me. And it's gone straight to my chest. But the, the luteal phase is when we get those messages from our subconscious of what it is we really want or need. And it's actually also that time when our gut brain axis where our, like that 
the gut instinct is it's now actually connected to the brain that there is a a pathway that travels between the gut and the brain that's connected so when you get a gut instinct or a gut feeling it it's actually signals going from your brain to your gut so pay attention to them but especially during this time of your cycle because it's this time when that gut brain axis it's at its peak and it's when your woman's knowing and your woman's intuition that sixth sense that we as women have is 90% of the time right now always gut check it's what I always say to people is always check in sis check in with your gut just to make sure that your mind isn't actually running away with itself and your gut will answer you and it will usually answer you with the truth Because this time is when we are connected way more to our subconscious than any other time of our cycles. And unfortunately, over the years, it has just been kind of diminished to, quote unquote, PMS symptoms, being moody and irritable and all that. And yes, that is true. It is a fact. And me as a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner with herbs... 100% if you have stagnation or chi stagnation or blood stagnation or blood deficiency it will have an effect on our mental and emotional emotional state but when it links up to the certain aspects of ourselves that we're trying to not hide but that we don't want to look at the luteal phase is when that is coming out Like, in women's bodies, women's wisdom, there's so many case studies on women who have, uh, during their luteal phase, not that their lives become a mess. They don't become a mess, but say the first half of the month, everything's great, the house is in order. There's one case in particular, like this woman, her house was constantly in order, the books were all done, everything was sorted, she was a, um, a stay-at-home wife, but she kept the house running in order. So for the first two weeks, everything was perfect. But then for the second two weeks of her cycle, her husband noticed that the house would go to shit and nothing was done right and she was erratic and moody and everything. But during this phase, she would always come back to that inner want of wanting to go back to college and wanting to finish her studies, and wanting to progress to become a social worker. And it was that aspect of herself that she was ignoring for years, but it would always come up around the second phase of her cycle. And it would always show up for her as in, she hated that she couldn't be self-sufficient, and she wasn't providing for herself, and her inner joy wasn't fulfilled because she wasn't doing what she wanted to do and she wasn't getting self-fulfillment from life but this kept coming up month after month after month it wasn't until she actually went and decided to continue with her studies that she had self-fulfillment and joy because she finally was doing what she wanted So during our luteal phase, it's things like that that will come up for us. And also our liver is involved. 
So it's trying to distinguish between your PMS mood swings from stagnated liver and if there is something going on internally within yourself that you should really be looking at. Because our bodies are giving us signals that there's areas within our lives, be it emotional or physical or mental state or spiritual state, that we may need to look at. During this time, pay attention to your dreams as much as possible. What I always say would be to leave a little journal beside your bed, because if you wake up in the middle of the night after a dream, I'm not telling you to stay up and start writing down the entire dream, don't do that. Just write down key words of it, and then the next morning when you wake up fully, you will remember after reading the keywords, they'd all fit back in together and you will remember. And pay attention to how you're feeling. And are you just moody? Are you just cranky? Or is there something more going on that you could take a look at internally yourself and work through yourself? And I always suggest to women to journal and to men, but I work more so with women than I do with men. But I always suggest journaling because when you journal, your subconscious is brought forward into the conscious and you actually get those aha moments hell of a lot more than when you don't journal. And be gentle on yourself. It's your luteal phase. You got to show yourself some self-love right now. So that was this week's episode on your moon time, your mental emotional state, your luteal phase, your the inner workings of our minds and connecting them both together. How the physical side of things, as in your estrogen progesterone, yes they have an effect on us, on our moods and everything, but also on taking a look at our emotional states and if there's anything that you're blocking out there's anything that you're trying to suppress your body won't let you suppress it during this stage I'm afraid to say and I hope you've enjoyed the episode and if you have any questions on it feel free to hit me up send me a dm screenshot me throw it up on your insta stories whatever as I always say I love getting some feedback from everyone and actually shout out to a couple of people who sent me voicemails this week they were really appreciated so thank you for them so that's it everyone i'm wishing you all a happy thursday and a happy hormones and this friday is or well tomorrow is the full moon so full moon blessings to all have a great week guys